Welcome to Narrow Way to Broadway, a podcast for people of faith with a passion for the arts. Each episode is designed to foster community for the thespian and non-thespian and the believer and non-believer alike by navigating topics affecting the hearts, minds, and homes of artists everywhere. Thanks for joining. What's up, everyone? Welcome to this week's episode of uh, Narrow Way to Broadway. This is Philip with you guys today, and I am so excited to bring today's prayer and meditation to you all. So, on our last episode, we had the absolute pleasure of having our close friend and amazing supporter of our podcast, Evan Bertram, join us. And I had such a blast listening to her and Emma share some really, really powerful stuff on on releasing control and leadership, all while being total goofballs. And, you know, there's there's something so special when you get to spend time around two people or a group of people that are, are really close friends with one another. And, and you know, like these people, it's so great to see from the outside, like how much they care about each other and how much they know one another. So that leads into today's topic of conversation. We're going to be talking a little bit about what the Bible says about friendship. And I, I have been so lucky to have incredible friends everywhere I've lived, um, everywhere I've worked, all throughout different chapters of my life and different seasons. So much so that that when I even think about places that I've done shows or, or gone to school or drive past buildings in my hometown or vacations, I, I think about people more so than the actual experience that I've had. I'm also just the kind of person that likes to keep up with people. So if you're a friend of mine, I'll probably call you at some point in time just to just to check in and see how things are going even if i haven't seen you in like i don't know like 7 years and i'm not saying that to like toot my own horn or anything like oh philip's like so good at being friends but but friendship is really something that's really important to me and something that god's taught me a ton about as humans we are created to have relationship with one another in genesis god says that it was not good for us to be alone and so what did he do he gave us relationships. As actors, we, we understand relationships. We understand that. Acting, in a way, is a sort of scientific experiment um, or psychological experiment of, of what it means to have a relationship with another person. When we go see a play, what are we really doing? We're observing the way that people can relate to one another. And a lot of times, that process of observation can make us feel something and even change something about us. Relationships and friendships are powerful. A man by the name of Jen Rohn has a famous quote where he said, You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. When I came across that quote, I immediately thought about those five people and who are they in my life. And I, I can't really say that he's wrong. So take a couple seconds now and think about the five people currently in your life that you spend the most time with. You got it? Cool. So so now that you have those people in mind, how do those relationships make you feel? For some of you, it may make you feel awesome, but for others, you may be feeling some different things, and that's fine. But today, I want to let us feel a little bit of the weight that our friendships and relationships can have on us personally. Every moment of our life, we are in the process of becoming something new, and the people you spend most of your time around play a really big part in the person you're becoming. 
if you've been listening, you know that I've talked a lot on the podcast about being in community with other believers. I know that as an artist, it can be incredibly difficult, especially if you're if you're traveling from gig to gig a couple times a year. But if we look at a, at scripture, we'll see that the principle of, of having close friends that are followers of Jesus is essential to the Christian life. In Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20, we read, Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. So going back to that quote from Jim Rohn a little bit earlier, who are the people that are closest to you? Are they helping you grow closer to the Lord? Now, don't hear what I'm not saying right now. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be friends with people that aren't Christians. In fact, that's the opposite of what I'm saying. A pastor that I personally really respect and I encourage you to check out named Jonathan Pakluda says this all the time. In every relationship, you will either have influence or be influenced. Think about that. How are your closest relationships influencing you and how are you having influence in your relationships? If you're struggling with having influence in your relationships, especially with non-believers, we have a great example in how Jesus lived his life. He would spend time with what people of his time considered to be the lowest of the low in society. He would meet them right where they were and let them know that they are seen and loved. But what Jesus didn't do was leave them where they were. There was always a question or a challenge that would cause that person to stop and think for a moment. In every conversation, Jesus had the intention of heaven And we should have the same intention when we are around people that don't have a relationship with Jesus. I know personally that I'm guilty of saying, well, if I, if I just live my life for Jesus, I can go and be a light and I'll never actually have to share my faith or have any awkward conversations about God that can make someone feel uncomfortable. What I'm about to say next may seem a little bit harsh, but this is a core belief of the Christian faith. We believe that all of humanity will spend eternity in one of two places, heaven or hell. Anyone that does not accept Jesus as their Savior will be separated from him for all of eternity. And I'm not bringing this forward, I'm not talking about this to make you feel worried or anxious, but I'm bringing this forward to help us understand there is an urgency when it comes to our friendships with people that don't follow Jesus. Sharing the gospel with people is the kindest thing that we can do. If you have a relationship with someone where there's mutual respect and and trust, you shouldn't have to be fearful of, of sharing the gospel. You can share the gospel with people in love. You can answer hard questions and, and you can still be friends if the person doesn't choose to follow Jesus. But we all know this, and that is that clarity is kindness. It's not kind to be in relationship with people that don't know Jesus or where you stand when it comes to your faith and not let them know the good news that you carry with you. Friendships are such an amazing gift from God. And as with all gifts from God, we're called to steward them well. So this week, you know, I've got a challenge for you. I've actually got a couple challenges for you. The first is to have a conversation with a friend that is a follower of Christ. Maybe they're your best friend, or maybe you haven't talked to them in a year or so, but 
take some time to catch up, talk about what God's been doing in your life, encourage one another, and pray for one another. And I promise you it's going to fill you up and God's going to move through that conversation. Secondly, if you're a believer and you're not a part of an active community of believers or local church, spend some time this week making plans to attend a church service next week in person. I know our schedules are busy. I know some of us may be away from home on a contract or have to work, but try your best. If you're like me, I always like to blame not finding community on the church itself or the people in the church. But I eventually realized that I was the problem. I was making myself the main character of my situation and my pride was all up in the way of what has become one of the greatest gifts that God has given me to help him, uh, to help me know him better and to help come into relationship with other believers. If you're scared to go by yourself to church, don't let that be an excuse. Call the church beforehand. Um, I promise you're not going to run into a single one that's going to turn you away. And, and I'm, they're probably going to be happy to meet with you and to meet you that morning at church and connect you with people, connect you with community and, and people that you could sit with if you don't know someone um, that goes there already. Um, they don't want you to feel alone. They want you to feel seen, loved, and valued. I promise. You were made for relationship. So step into the good gift that God has on offer for you. That is relationship uh, with a local church and a community of believers. So I'll throw this out here too while I'm <laughs> kind of going off on this. If you need help finding a church, please reach out to us. Um, we don't have a ton of connections, but we do have connections and we would love to help you get connected to a local church in your own community. The last challenge I, I have for you today is to give clarity about your faith to a friend or family member that may not be a believer. So this conversation, it doesn't have to be awkward, and it for sure doesn't have to be militant in any way. Just talk. If you want a good place to start, ask your friend, hey, uh, I know you may know that I follow Jesus, but do you have a faith? That may seem like a really weird place to start, but that exact question has been used for hundreds of years and has led millions of people to faith in Christ. So let's recap those three challenges I have put before you today before we pray. The first, call a friend that's a follower of Jesus and encourage one another. Two, make sure you're plugged into an active community of believers in a local church. And three, talk about your faith with a friend who isn't a Christian. Here at Narrowway to Broadway, we want to see your friendships thrive. Unity is, is something that we need so badly in, in the church today, um, and especially in, an, our, in our artistic communities. Um, I believe that the way we're going to find this is through friendship and relationship, through groups of people meeting together on a regular basis, helping one another, helping their communities, and sharing the gospel of Jesus. Let's pray. Thank you, God, so much for the friendship that we find in you. Jesus, you know us better than we will ever know ourselves, and you love us more than anyone ever will. Help us understand and trust the friendship that we have in you before anything else. God, we also come to thank you for 
our fellow brothers and sisters that we have found through relationship with you. Help us grow in our relationship with them and let us grow closer to you every time that we gather together. God, I also pray today that you will give us courage to have conversation about you and to share our testimony of your goodness with our friends and family members that don't know you. Give us the words to say, and also I pray that you will prompt and soften the hearts of our friends to be open to you in these conversations. Allow us, Lord, to become better friends to everyone and to expose any selfishness or pride that we might be carrying in our own hearts that are keeping us from going deeper in relationship with one another. Help us become more like you and teach us to love others the same way that you love each one of us. Allow us to take off the masks that may be hiding the people that you have created us to be and be vulnerable in our relationships and our friendships with people of faith and people that are not of faith so that people can see the man and woman of God that you have created each and every one of us to be. We love you, Lord, and we thank you so much for your friendship, your goodness, your mercy. It's in, the, it's in your name we pray. Amen.